Hello there and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa, the show where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Solomon Ashoms in South Africa and by Stuart Weir in the UK. And today's show is all about the Africa Cup of Nations with the tournament at the quarter-final stage. We'll analyse the competition so far. We ask if it was fair that Guinea and Mali had to be separated by the drawing of lots. We ask how clubs in England are doing without their African stars. And we hear from Ivory Coast on the progress of the elephants. It looked like uh, what they did uh, in 1992 when they won the cup uh, in uh, Senegal. The same scenario because they were improving as they move forward uh, in the games. So a view from Ivory Coast coming up later. And it's been an excellent Africa Cup of Nations so far. So the quarter-final lineup on Saturday. Congo-Brazzaville play DR Congo and Tunisia take on the hosts Equatorial Guinea. And then on Sunday, Algeria versus Ivory Coast, a game that surely would be good enough to be a final in its own right. And also Ghana take on Guinea. Solomon, lots of excitement, especially in uh, Group C and Group D. Uh, which team has impressed you most so far? So far for me, I would uh, really want to go with uh, Guinea. I think the real group of that uh, was a Group D. And uh, Guinea really stuck in there and they really fought for it. And they, we've seen how they played a great game against Cameroon and also Ivory Coast. They fought to the very last and uh, th- th- they've really been impressive for me. They played like your real physical, fast-paced, uh, tip-top, uh, West African kind of football. Another team that really impressed me is uh, Equatorial Guinea in itself. I really didn't feel that we were really going to go out of the group phase you know and for me for them to be able to get good result and really get into the quarterfinal it says quite a lot about them outside of that none of the big names have really impressed me algeria uh impressed a little bit but not so much uh south africa was not really in there ghana came in and just showed a lot of uh, experience winning games they you know you thought they were gonna lose um but outside of that you know those teams really impressed me Algeria against Ivory Coast, I think it's going to be a great game to watch. And it is definitely going to be a game of uh, contrasting a style. Uh, the Ivorian style is very different, different physical, fast and uh, more skillful. But the Algerians, you know, use uh, long balls and the wings quite a lot. And I felt they in current form and a, a little bit more balanced team compared to the Ivorians. And uh, except we see uh, finally the arrival of either Wilfred Boni or Yaya Torre in this tournament, then Ivory Coast may have a chance of really progressing to the semi-final. Shame for Senegal. Uh, They were on top of Group C going into the final round of games. But Algeria's defeat of them, combined with Ghana's late win against South Africa, saw the Taranga Lions of Senegal going out, despite having a really promising and strong-looking team. You know, Senegal, for me, they play and they are like Spain back in the 1990s, playing so well but never winning anything. 
I felt they have one of the most talented team in Africa if you look at them individually. You have uh, other players from Senegal who were not there and you thought maybe if they were on the team they were going to make a, a defense like Dembaba who was not selected, uh, you know, and Sako who didn't make it for West Ham United and also you have uh, uh, Papi Sisse who was just sitting on the bench, just got a few minutes of time to play. You know, so you, you ask yourself, you know, lots of questions uh, but for me the most underachieving team in Africa uh, for the last three four years is definitely Senegal. One big talking point of the final stage of the group games was the drawing of lots to separate Guinea and Mali. Uh, this because they were tied on points, tied on head-to-head on goal difference and goals scored as well. So uh, the rule stated that uh, one team had to be selected to, to go through by the drawing of lots. It happened back in 1988 as well when uh, Ivory Coast were eliminated uh, with Algeria going through. What's your thoughts on this method of separating the two teams, Solomon? Rules are definitely rules, but I feel this rule is a rule that CAF will have to relook again. The organizers were very much aware that if this game ends in a draw, then they will have to draw a lot. So why don't you just uh, extend the game into extra time and then go into penalty kicks uh, instead of uh, waiting to draw a lot? I feel it's very unfair for either of the team. This is not really an unmerit football is about you going out there trying to prove that you deserve to go uh, into the next round and in this case um, neither of this team have proved that because uh, they're not given the opportunities not because they're not good enough well what do you think about that then Uh, does solomon's idea make sense should guinea and mali have played extra time would that have been better than picking out one of their names to decide who goes into the quarterfinals? You can let us know on Facebook and WhatsApp. Uh, certainly arranging a playoff match would be very difficult in terms of scheduling. So do you have any better ideas than the drawing of lots? And do you feel sorry for Mali? Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. We'll go Go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. On Facebook, Suleiman Sonko in the Gambia says it's not fair at all. They should have gone for a replay or a penalty shootout. I'm sorry for Mali. Cherno Jallo says, although I'm glad to see Guinea going through, I believe it was not fair to see Mali eliminated this way. I guess a penalty shootout would have been better. Amadou Mane says CAF should definitely change this rule. It's not fair. They should have had a replay and a penalty shootout if it was still tied after that. I must say, for me personally, I think maybe the number of yellow and red cards picked up in the three group games could have been considered as a tiebreaker. In that case, you'd say Guinea had two yellow cards, Mali had five. There were no red cards, so Guinea would have come out to best that way. Also on Facebook and WhatsApp, we've been asking for your thoughts on the Nations Cup. Uh, Lee Sisse in the Gambia says, well done to Algeria's Desert Foxes so far. Uh, Abdul says Ghana will win the Africa Cup. John Jolly says the best moment so far, Asamoah Jan's world-class strike for Ghana. Ahmed Marega says Guinea will win the championship. Amadou Bamba says so far, I'm impressed with Guinea's Ibrahima Traore. Uh, from Malawi, Gray Mopia says we're watching good football at the Nations Cup and it helps to build strong teams for the World Cup. Abdu Dem says it's a great Nations Cup so far with a lot of surprises. Equatorial Guinea doing very well for me and Bentaleb superb for Algeria. 
Well, thanks a lot for those comments. Do continue to give us your reaction to the games at the Nations Cup. Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Well, let's hear from Ivory Coast now. The Elephants haven't hit top form at the Nations Cup as yet, but they still have the strongest-looking team on paper. Planet Sport Football Africa's Adrian Barnard spoke to Rabe Mahi in Ivory Coast and asked what the reaction was in the country to the win over Cameroon that sent the Elephants into the quarterfinals. Most of the Ivorians were really surprised uh, in a positive way because we did not expect uh, the, the team to, to win this game with, uh, against uh, Cameroon. So we had a great joy of uh, people in the roads uh, crying for uh, the victory of uh, Cote d'Ivoire uh, against Cameroon. So it was a great surprise, but uh, it was good for the team. And now the Elephants move on to face Algeria in Sunday's quarter-final. What is the expectation from the fans? Do they think they can win this game? Yes, they think that they, uh, according to the, the type of the team, the elephant will adjust their game. They will try to use a new technique, new tactics, so that they can uh, improve their game and uh, move forward. So they, they are confident, uh, the, the, the fans are confident that they will move forward. They can win against uh, Algeria. And can the Ivory Coast go all the way and win the competition? They've played three matches so far. They've drawn two, but they're getting better after that win against Cameroon. Uh, probably, because what we have seen is look like uh, what they did in 1992 when they won the cup uh, in uh, Senegal. Some uh, specialists are saying that uh, it looks like uh, it's the same scenario because they were improving as they move forward uh, in the games. So probably they, they can win the, the cup, probably. And if they do win, what will it mean for the country? Oh, that will be a great, great benefit. You know, the team of Cote d'Ivoire, the soccer team, has been uh, since the last uh, 10 years the only way for the Ivorian to see that uh, they are united. It's uh, the best way for all the people, different uh, politics, uh, different religion to come together around the team and uh, be joyful. So if the team wins, that will be a great impact for the country in this year of uh, election again. So sport is a great unifier in Ivory Coast and we'll see how they do in their quarterfinal against Algeria on Sunday. That's Rabe Mahi in Ivory Coast. Well, the Africa Cup of Nations is unpopular with many managers in Europe as they lose their top African players for as long as five weeks. But how are the teams coping in England without their African players? Well, last weekend was one of surprises in England with Chelsea and Man City knocked out in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Our European football expert Stuart Weir joins us on the line from the UK. Uh, Stuart, looking at Man City, knocked out by second-tier Middlesbrough without Yaya Toure, was the Ivory Coast captain's absence a factor at all, would you say? Well, I mean, who can say what contributed? But it's been a very difficult month for Manchester City because they lost at home to Arsenal and drew with Everton in the Premier League and then, of course, losing at home to Middlesbrough from the Championship. Yeah, I, th- I think that, that Torrey is such an outstanding player um, that he's always an influence, and who knows what he might have done. And, of course, they've signed Wilfred Bonney, 
only to see him uh, fly straight off to to Africa and they they won't have his services until next month. One of the reasons that English managers often don't like the Africa Cup of Nations is that January is such a crucial month in our season. You know, so an awful lot can happen uh, during that month when the players are away. And uh, I think that Manchester City certainly would have preferred to have had Yaya Torre and indeed to have had Wilfred Bonney from the day they signed him. But, you know, it wasn't to be. Yaya Torre will be coming back to a Manchester City with much less chance of winning anything uh, than when he left. And uh, Tottenham Hotspur are perhaps missing their Algerian midfielder Nabil Bentaleb. Well, yes. I mean, they're another team who started the month in three competitions. Their league form hasn't been great. I think they're unlikely now to make the top four. They went out of the FA Cup to Leicester City, you know, bottom of the the, the Premiership uh, at the weekend. Crystal Palace, though, have had a great month, uh, despite being without Yannick uh, Balassi playing for uh, DR Congo. They've beaten Tottenham and Burnley in the league, uh, as well as knocking Southampton out of the the FA Cup. So, you know, Balassi will return to a team who are mid-table and uh, uh, in the last 16 of the FA Cup. Um, because one of the, sur- the surprise things about the Africa Cup is that Nigeria aren't there. And Victor Nchibi, uh, who's of course playing for West Brom rather than playing for Nigeria, um, scored two goals at the weekend as West Brom beat Birmingham City. So, uh, you know, some of the clubs will be quite delighted to ho- to hold on to their uh, Nigerian players. And again, you know, Stoke City only one defeat this month. And they've got Peter Odenwingi and Victor Moses available to them. Uh, whereas they might not have expected them. Chelsea, apart from losing to Bradford City in the FA Cup, and of course, while they have got John Obi Mikel from Nigeria and Didier Drogba, um, neither of those, for different reasons, are, are playing in, in, in the competition this year. Uh, so the clubs are benefiting there. Southampton are having a great month in the league, having beaten Arsenal and Manchester United. Now, they've lost Emmanuel Mayuka playing for Zambia uh, and Sadio Mane playing for Senegal. But, you know, as Southampton fans said to me, we're just so glad that Kenya haven't qualified, otherwise we'd have lost Victor Wanyama, who is probably, in their opinion, more valuable uh, than, than the others. Southampton, of course, lost to Crystal Palace in the FA Cup. And ironically, it was Marwan Shamak who scored two goals for Palace. And, you know, under other circumstances, he could have been playing for Morocco in, in, in the competition. Thanks very much to Stuart Weir in the UK. And some of those players who featured at the Nations Cup will be back for their clubs for games in Europe this weekend. Well, that's it for the show, but do get in touch on Facebook and on WhatsApp. Give us your views on the games at the Nations Cup and let us know what you think about Guinea and Mali being separated by the drawing of lots after finishing exactly level for the runners-up spot in Group D. Is it fair? Do you feel sorry for Mali? Do you have any better ideas than the drawing of lots? Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. From me, Steve Vickers in Zimbabwe, from Solomon Ashams in South Africa, and Stuart Weir in the UK. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at planetsport.tv and Planet Sport Football Africa is a 2K Plus international sports media production.